Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, April 16th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Super Terra hosts a crypto and NFT news sesh with Don Ako and some guests. Let's take a listen. Hello, hello. Hello, you all right? Oh yeah, I'm good. Like a little little tired, but happy with the, with the progress made in the last few weeks. Uh, how are you? Apart from yes, you know, yes. painkillers, of course. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I've done something to my back, and um, I'm in a little bit of uh, discomfort today. So basically, having to uh, obviously uh, have uh, try and ignore that and and do this. So yeah, I was sort of laid up for a couple of days, and um, uh, but now sort of back, trying to get back into things. Obviously, thank you very much just to open this up with. Um, your very kind gift of a bokeh, which uh, I think will be adopted quite soon uh, and uh, and used uh, on my social. Uh, I think you uh, will have to make a good morning post uh, on Monday, or not you have to, but I think the most efficient way would be to make a good morning post on Monday and posting your bokeh's new profile picture, because then people will react to you concerning the good mornings and concerning the bokeh, feeding the algorithm leading to more people seeing your post so that more bokeys will react and will know that you now are part of the community etc i see so i could do it as a good morning post and and do it that way yeah i I pretty much do everything as a good morning post right now so like just say good morning (laughs) and then the announcement so (laughs) because people react to good mornings (laughs) yeah and the thing is it's it's somewhere in the world it's the morning so obviously it's the afternoon where we are in europe but uh In the US, it's morning, and if it's the middle of the night over here, it's morning in in, in Asia and so on. So yeah, yeah. in in New York, I think it's just over eight nine a.m. right now. So okay, yeah. so a very respectable time of the day to be doing that. Well, I, I can do that straight after this spaces, or maybe uh, I would do it on Monday. I would do it on Monday because Sunday most people are offline. You know, you will have a, a higher engagement on Monday for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That does make sense. So, yes, with that in mind, Simon is in Hong Kong. I think he's been over there for um, um, uh, sort of various uh, crypto meetings and a show. Uh, he may or may not join us in a bit to, to have a bit of a chat around things. As you probably gathered, I've been a little bit offline this week, although obviously very exciting to see some of the developments that, that are, are building up. Uh, there's, uh, there's always things going on. Uh, and the market does seem, for me at least, to be a little bit calmer than perhaps it has been in recent times. But uh, yeah, I, obviously, I, mean, welcome I agree, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's it's less volatility, but to always be a, like the kind of beer in the room, um, I think it also could just be the case that we are near the top and now we have a consolidation before we have like a range building low 
um, because we just went up so far and I was preaching for a pretty long while that if we don't go through 31, uh, I think that's the the local top for now. So again, like you say, it's kind of range trading and perhaps we're at top end of that particular range. And unless something um, propels it through, I guess what you're saying is we're, get, we're going to see that the, it kind of bounce back. Um, uh, 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 but potentially trade at a historically higher level than it has been over the last few months, but it's not likely to test new highs in, 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 in the near future. Is, is that what you're saying? I mean, that's what I am thinking. Um, <laughs> I, could be, I could be totally wrong. But I think if we look at the market, we have this little of euphoria going, but we really don't have much liquidity in altcoins. We really don't have a, a real new narrative because, you know, the narrative that Bitcoin is gold and good against hyperinflation is not new. So, um, and I, I don't think the mainstream cares about L2s as long as uh, they are not done and finished and completely fluent so that I don't even notice when I switch between mainnet and uh, L2net. So I think we are just not ready from a... Um, innovation standpoint to have a, have a new all-time highs. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, I mean, that's like, I don't want to give any financial advice, but... Uh, no, of course, but, but I can there's always a disclaimer on these things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I never know. I'm just a little bulky with a hoodie, so I don't know anything. But um, I could imagine if we break through the 33, because the area between 30 to 33 is uh, very hard to get through. Mm -hmm. And if we get through that, I I don't see anything stopping us until 40k, maybe even 47k. Um, but I still don't think we will go above that until it happens. I'm just trading the ranges. So if this range now is broken to the upward side by taking out 33, then I would lean towards it going to 40. But if we don't manage to stay above 31, then I think it's very likely we go back to 26, maybe 27. Yes, yes, no, absolutely. I think that's why it's going to be interesting. I, again, I'm not really a trader in, in, in the day trading sense, but I'll certainly keep an eye out because obviously that all influences sentiment in the broader markets as well, which is obviously very important. So good to see uh, from that standpoint what, what happens next. Um, Conscious, like you say, I wonder, because these spaces generally are set up on a Sunday to support, obviously, Simon's availability, but maybe we look to do um, a spaces in the week um, on, on a more kind of suitable hour where we're likely to get perhaps a larger um, US audience and so on as well. Um, it's just thinking out loud, because uh, obviously we, we missed it last week because I was, was unwell. Uh, and Simon, Simon was also um, uh, busy with with a number of things. Obviously, this week um, is at the time that would suit Simon, albeit, um, as I say, probably not quite rightly timed for the for the US um, uh, market. By the way, you still gotta uh, please uh, remind him to add me so I can uh, con contact him because I'm not. I will. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give him a gentle nudge, and uh, hopefully that will get sorted. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can get that get that moving forward. That's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, By the I way, so. I yep. know you saw the the voice message earlier about yes. uh, about Boki. Um, yes, it's pretty. Uh, I mean. Uh, maybe people will listen to this. 
it's very likely that we will be featured on the website. Excellent. Oh, that's um, good. And if we do, I will, of course, try to stand in for us being uh, either, you know, something like a, a partnership between us and Boki, so we create audiobooks for them or they hire us. That would be really dope. Um, because then we would have, you know, uh, the financial uh, opportunity and possibility to expand Undying because without uh, uh, a fixed Web3 job here, that wouldn't be possible. And I think um, the bulky universe is uh, is very much viable in the long term and would be like a, a strong backbone bone to rebuild the presence in this space because... Um, I know, you know, many people like uh, Terra Spaces try to focus on the Luna community. But to be honest, you know, the founder was just arrested and searched for in 20 countries. Yes, you know, that's true. Like, yeah. guys, like even if you build a super awesome blockchain, you know, like only real shady people will invest in that stuff. Like, and I mean big investments. So, you know, normal users will invest of it, of course. but like no google or amazon will you know go for the lunar chain i, I just don't see that coming yeah i see what you mean yeah because the big movers are not going to be necessarily um comfortable because of the the history i guess i mean the the terra 2 chain seems to be having a life of its own i think the skeleton punk's been a good example of, of a project that's kind of pushing that um uh ecosystem forwards the terror one um is a strange place <laughs> yeah <laughs> ventured yeah. in recently i don't tend to venture in very often it's full of very strange um ambitious targets shall we say um and uh, very very odd odd universe but though that's what i love about the crypto space you get some of these very very um odd little sort of pockets of, of um, almost parallel universe talk which which always makes me smile um, so, um, in terms of, um, I mean, going back to Boki, I know obviously, as always, this is recorded, and and um, Terra Spaces will pick up the um, audio, hopefully, um, and and uh, and and uh, share it later. Um, uh, actually, before I do that, uh, you get an option when you set up a Spaces to choose a number of different categories. I cannot, for the life of me, work out how to actually select the crypto targets um, examples. It just says most popular. Then you have a drop down. There doesn't seem to be any search mechanism. So hence why I always go for like business and finance and so on, because it's not really what well, it is. Yeah, but crypto is a part of business. It's part of finance. It's also part of art and culture. I could argue a lot of the projects are startups, but it, I, I really want the label uh, that I, I want to select is obviously cryptocurrencies, NFTs, etc. I've noticed other spaces sometimes display that. So I'm assuming it's a little bit of a hit and miss um, ability to select, shall we say. Um, but anyway, sorry. Uh, I actually never, I actually never looked up the uh, possibility to pick genres on spaces. I just hosted them, but I'm just seeing now that uh, it's like titled in here, so you can see the business, finance, startup, arts, yeah, arts categories, yeah. And I think the idea, in theory, is that obviously people then pick that up, and what they'll do is they'll go, "Oh, I'm interested in startups. Oh, there's a spaces. Oh, not really my sort of thing. Oh, oh, that could be quite interesting to dip into." But uh, it's not always uh, not always relevant. So I'm probably 
send send stuff to a number of people that it doesn't make any sense to. Um, great to see we've we've got we've got someone else joining us as well. Um, that alien artist, uh, great name, uh, and uh, thank you for joining us on this on this Sunday. Uh, uh, we, we do we, good morning. Uh, sometimes he's he or she. Excellent. I don't know. Is a, is a good dude. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us, and uh, we, we're just getting started. We normally have. Uh, another person who joins us, Simon Chadwick, who is currently in Hong Kong. Um, uh, time of night can be quite late, um, so yeah, this this kind of it's a, it's a European flavour um, space is where we normally try and try and talk the markets, crypto projects. But um, I've I've been uh, <laughs> a little bit uh, waylaid with a bad back, so I've, I've kind of had a few days where I've been less active, which is probably not a bad thing. Because um, sometimes it is good to take a break. Uh, so I just wanted to give a context for, for our only listener at this point. Um, but I think, Oko, as we were saying earlier, we'll, we'll look to probably put these spaces at a, perhaps a, a better sweet spot. The spaces that, that I used to do were always um, 9 p.m. GMT, which tended to give the U.S. afternoon, the European evening, and this, the kind of Australia, Southeast Asia morning. So it's kind of that sweet spot that kind of doesn't, it'll never work perfectly for every market because obviously it's, uh, you know, we've got the global uh, differences in times that we'd have to deal with, but it does ultimately give us the best chance of having a good mix of people joining. Um, I, I think if uh, you will give me like a few days heads up for the new daytime uh, regularity of the space, I can totally try to invite some other people I know, some speakers. So, Excellent. Like get the more lively conversation going because I really like our talks, but uh, it's it's like always interesting to have a perspective or a voice that usually doesn't step up. So it's always awesome to have someone on stage that you know usually is not part of the discussion. No, absolutely makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, totally, totally understand. So. Uh, um, yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Let's let's try and get uh, uh, get a few things sorted. I think that's no problem at all. I could ask, uh, you know, Ippy. You remember Ippy, who was joining? Sorry, say again. Uh, do you remember Ippy, the guy that was? Uh, joining yes, yes, I, I could, remember Ippy. I could ask him if he wants to join. Excellent. Well, I can see a few more good folks have just joined as well, which is fantastic. Um, it's uh, good to have your company on a Sunday. Um, so yeah, by by all means, um, we, we we can spread the word. And I guess you know, in fairness, we only set the spaces up about an hour ago, so it was rather last minute. And and as I say, with, with the situation, with um, uh, not one hundred percent sure whether it's going to go go ahead. I just thought, let's just do this. Kind of sat in a chair, nursing a bad back, and it's quite nice to talk. Um, so no, great to see uh, some several familiar faces there. Andre Moon, uh, legend of the space. Um, obviously, decentralized is 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 the huge um, focus, and lots of great history across a number of different chains. Um, fellow terror sufferer, and uh, and uh, and longtime advocate for uh, NFTs and optic. Uh, the the uh, the legend of the the GMs. You, you do get a really nice. Um, daily following which is which he's is always a great beast. to see he's a yeah, beast really really concerning that like he uh he is also a mod for undying 
um and he's just uh yeah he's he's relentless in his good morning games so i i freaking it's love him got, got a very good good morning game definitely <laughs> no it's great and also as i saw today I, another beneficiary of the very great kindness of Oco with 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 you also joining the Boki uh family which is quite exciting and uh and probably also worth mentioning Oco perhaps about the the little um um sort of project you and I have been working on which I believe will will be uh will be going live soon as well with with the uh with the Boki world yeah I don't know how much uh, I can say on the spaces because um I don't want to you know oh uh, no of course of course well yeah. let's Let's just say it's it's not directly NFT related, but it's it's a bit of fun uh, and something that could could grow grow yeah could could grow um, could grow legs as it were and uh, and uh, I'm just excited to be a very small part of it. So I'm just uh, not only is not only a small part. To be fair, like you're very humble concerning that, but <laughs> no, no, that's me. That's me. Always humble. But no, no, it's really, it's really, honestly, it's really, really great to to be involved. I think it's probably worth mentioning as well. We've been doing uh, work on the Undying. I know that the market hasn't been great, um, and it's potentially a slow burn, but quite an exciting project. And obviously, you and I have uh, collaborated to do some for some some content to support the law. Um, of that of that sort of developing universe as well, which is quite exciting. Yeah, um, I also think we uh, we should pick up the uh, the mint for the undying soon for the people listening. The mint for the undying pre-sale did not expect did not meet the expectations, so we closed it. So you know, people don't just you know apron why we don't have the funds needed to continue developing in the pace we planned for. So we paused the mint so far. And are now discussing with like there are not much many holders, so we are basically just discussing with all the holders how to uh, how to continue. And every holder is welcome to join the Discord and then join the council. Uh, I will literally just add people in there, and then they can uh, take part in votings or proposals, uh, etc., for the future of Undying. But what we can say there is that. Uh, six chapters six full chapters of written and if i may say so really good story are already recorded soundtrack for it exists um there are a bunch of contexts and potential scalability options but um we're taking it slow right now with it because with no funds there is no possibility to make it big and so we don't want to say we make it big if there are no funds to make it big <laughs> absolutely i think as well for context um the, the timing of the of the launch was obviously just just unfortunately during the probably the the heart of the storm that was hitting both the financial markets and the crypto space you know a, a couple of months ago so um it's it's difficult headwinds to 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 face into when you're trying to launch something like that and um but it's good that the the project's regrouping obviously i'm a proud holder i i i, I did purchase uh, one and um uh, i'm obviously very much staying part of that community as well so excited to see how the undying um develops um if any of the uh, of the lovely guests who joined us would, would 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 be interested in coming up to speak, we'd love to hear what's been happening in the market. Normally, I would give probably five to ten minutes of my own thoughts on things, but because I've basically had a 
a problem with my back over the last uh, couple of weeks, which kind of left me struggling to sleep when I needed to sleep and struggling to stay awake the rest of the time because I had so little sleep, if that makes any sense. Um, so I've not exactly been uh, super sharp on what's been happening out there. So if anyone wants to share you know, project updates or anything of interest that you've noticed in the market, I mean, okay, you start to touch upon the fact that um, um, our, our beloved old, uh, uh, now sadly dead chain, Terra One, um, uh, has uh, obviously experienced quite quite a fundamental impact with um, uh, with uh, Mr. Do Kwan uh, being taken into uh, into uh, uh, what's the word? He was arrested. <laughs> uh, conversations he was, he was arrested by the authorities. He, he's done for. He's done for. Um, he is. And I mean, it's a shame. I mean, there are many aspects that I think he got wrong. There are many aspects that I thought were very, very uh, visionary. Um, but I think to your to your point, now that that's happened, that chain it, it, it is um, certainly not irrevocably, but probably fairly, fairly damaged. Anyway, let's move on to happier things. Andre Moon, legend of the space. Lovely to see you, my friend. <laughs> legend. I'm not so sure about that. But uh, no, <clears throat> appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very well. Just, uh, I just had a lovely couple of days off, not really checking the charts or looking at crypto. Just, uh, yeah, just trying to take some time away. It's been pretty full on over the last few months. Like I think most of us have experienced and, um, yeah, just, uh, really important to, as they say, touch grass, get away from the space, get away from the screen. But, um, yeah, just literally flicking through Twitter as I got back in, I thought I'll jump onto the space and listen to what you guys are talking about. But, uh, I think there's loads going on. I, I, I missed the very start, but I think um, I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've really seen an upturn in uh, the amount of activity in Telegram groups and Twitter um, spaces. People seem to be coming back a little bit more. I think that 30K mark for Bitcoin was a real, um, a real level, really important level for us to break through to put some confidence back into the market. Um, so, uh, yeah, just from my own side over the last, a uh, few months i've been working with a company called upside that are a, a company that help projects launch launch tokens predominantly utility tokens but um security tokens as well and there's been this real mental block for projects um been particularly slow on on token launches and then you know there's the second we crack through that 30k mark all of a sudden everyone seems super interested to go ahead and get their tokens launched so um I think just, you know, the, the fact that we've broken through that 30K mark, we seem to be holding a little bit now. Um, but where we go from here, nobody knows. I've put a few polls out over the last few days just to see what market sentiment is. And it is, to say it is mixed is an understatement. There's, it's it's so 50-50 at the moment, whether people think that we, you know, we press on to, to 35 and 40K or whether this is it and we, you know, we, we, we um, tail back to mid-20s and lower again with Bitcoin. Um, who knows what's going to happen but so so i heard this rumor uh, that many bigger players exited their stablecoin positions in fear of uh, the censorship of usdc upcoming and the instable properties of usdt and they basically are now in stable positions by having a data neutral position in bitcoin so they have you know a short open a long open in bitcoin and basically cancels each other out and they <laughs> they are good uh, but the, the problem there that is given is uh, basically uh, that, um, to make it really simple, there's a reason to liquidate shorts because people open short positions to create data neutral positions in, in general, 
which means that market makers have a reason to push price upwards, like Binance did, for example, by you know buying their own puts on their new stablecoin pairs uh, during the Chinese New Year weeks. Um, and I think um, we could see this continuing as long as the world market doesn't crack down because so far um, the effects of AI and the effects of the banking crisis accumulated in just a few months haven't really been processed, I think, by the markets. Um, and I think that um, that the VC job in, in all markets will, will change a lot and teams will become a lot smaller, smaller in a lot of uh, markets, in financial markets, um, in the communication sectors, in the psychology sector, in the law sector. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, we are in a big unknown leap and either the upwards push of the new technology brings out out of the glooming recession or um i think we, it will be still some time until we see new all-time highs um and maybe a little market upgrade for people that have had no time the Chappelle upgrade on eth went live so ETH staking withdrawals are now possible uh, which is pretty dope um and many zk sync uh mainnets uh went live i think polygon and the zk sync first um euler finance was completely recovered and the hacker returned all funds uh, that was also pretty interesting um yeah i think these are like the, the basic market updates i don't know if i missed anything no i think you've uh you've pretty much covered everything there that's happened over the last two three four weeks maybe um i think one thing that you picked up on there the um uh the zk roll upon polygons particularly interesting um having kind of sat back and just kind of reviewed a number of um different protocols um you know since the terror crash last year and you know i was very bullish on on cosmos and some of the chains that have been launching there um you know, i've always thought very highly of the likes of uh the kajira network for example um, and there's a number of, of other protocols that seem to be launched in the space. But I think Polygon is starting to attract a number of uh, both NFT DGENs, but also new projects outside of NFT projects to, to Polygon. Um, and the fact that Immutable are looking at building that ZK on, on Polygon is, uh, is a really big sign of potential new projects to be heading that way as well. Um, you know, I've, I've met with immutable guys before, um, personally, and they've, you know, I'm, I'm very, very bullish on what they can do. Um, a colleague of mine attended, um, the game developers conference over in San Francisco about a month ago and immutable had a massive stand there and was, and they actually announced their, um, the ZK roll up, um, at that conference. Um, and it attracted a lot of attention from the kind of web two legacy world, um, game developer, um, uh, houses so i think that we could expect some really big things on polygon um in fact most of the nft projects that i've been aping into recently have been polygon based obviously the iced out coin flip which is a revenue sharing um coin flip um project on is on polygon so that that i've obviously picked up a few when they launched there uh and then one more recently is one called sidels i don't know uh, if you've seen that, probably Don, you might have seen that, uh, which is a 
it's kind of a it's a PFP project, but um, associated with um, with psychedelics. Um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of got sucked into that one as one that I've pre-minted um, on on Polygon as well. So it does feel like there's a number of really good projects that head in that direction. Um, the Bull Club, for example, they've dropped a few hints uh, about another portal. So who knows that could end up going into into the Polygon field as well. So just from my own perspective, I think that, like I say, that that ZK roll up on on Polygon's pretty interesting, and exciting. But then the the fact that there's a number of really strong NFT projects that look to be heading onto Polygon is is making me particularly bullish on that chain. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, sorry, Terry, you go for it. Yeah, no, sorry, I got cut off slightly. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed, but I managed to reconnect. I don't know what was going on there. It came up, and I was like thinking, it asked me if I wanted to request to speak on my own space. So something went wrong. There was a, a bug in Elon's code, I think. Uh, but I, I caught the last couple of minutes. No, really great news on the Bull Club. Obviously, I've been a huge advocate of that project from from the start. And obviously, I was very sad to see the, the challenges they faced with the um, yeah the brilliant migration and then the subsequent um challenges around solana that hit towards the back end of last year so it's really good to see that they are potentially and i, I agree with you andre I'm, I'm probably not in as many close groups as you are in terms of the the, uh, the core but in terms of the, the broader groups I'm, I'm seeing news that indicates things are things are starting to uh, develop and, and get and get uh, and get uh, better there so fingers crossed they're a great bunch um and uh, polygon and i know Oko, you and i've spoken about this there's a lot of activity around Polygon, and it really does feel like it's it's um, it's a place of growth and opportunity. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, the, the more uh, that people sort of gravitate to it, the more I think we'll, we'll see we'll see uh, yeah, the overall value of that um, of that of that space uh, grow uh, as 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 uh, as uh, its interoperability um, is pretty important as well. So I'm um, yeah, quite excited about uh, about potential portals. So that's good news. Obviously, not official news. But certainly something that that's been picked up. Um, maybe going to another angle, because um, I was lately thinking about how to create use cases in crypto that are not based on revenue or financial interest. Um, because I think you know you can use a decentralized data computation system for other things. And uh, one thing I discovered, which made me very bullish, which is something I show my normie friends now a lot is uh, via Etherscan, you can go to a chat platform. I think it's called BlockChat or something. Just go to the official Etherscan website and then you can find it there to be safe. You're on the, on the right track. And there you can just log in with your EVM or your, your Ethereum address and you can chat with other Ethereum, Ethereum addresses. And uh, you don't need an email account. You don't need a phone number. You don't need to have to create, um, you know, the discussion for KYC for uh, mail accounts is 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 definitely real. So uh, I think for a worldwide permissionless system to have a worldwide permissionless communication method is essential. And it's super interesting for people in general all over the world because you can suddenly, you know, chat with people. Uh, all over the world without necessarily having a, a Raspberry Pi computer or, you know, a good VPN. Was that monologue too long? I'm sorry, guys. Did I kill the spaces? No, no, it's quite all right. Again, I'm just having some issues with uh, with the uh, the audio occasionally cutting out. So apologies. Um, I, I missed the last part of that. So uh, 
Um, uh, I don't know, Andre, if you've got any thoughts on that as well. No, no, very interesting. The reason I didn't answer, Don, is because I've just taken a massive mouthful of Stroopwafel. So um, uh, huge apologies, mate. I did want to speak, but <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that seems a perfectly valid reason for not for not being able to speak. Whereas mine was just yeah the 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 audio jam. Um, I'm going to invest soon in in a new phone because I think that's needed. I think the other challenge as well is um, uh, it's not just the phone. I think it is also sometimes spaces itself does sort of glitch out a little bit. But um, based on the fact that um, Elon himself used spaces to do a very high profile. A very interesting interview with the BBC, nothing to do with crypto. I was just bringing it up very briefly, and that tested Space's capacity because yeah, there were absolutely uh, uh, huge numbers of people joining that Spaces to listen. So um, he, he did it as a very, very clever stress test, whether uh, intentionally or, other, or or otherwise. So I suggest that that's a medium that he very much uses, and I know he's 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 he's, he's prone to going on to uh, many different spaces. I know he has been on to some crypto ones. Not not ones of this size, I suspect, but some of the bigger ones. But I, I think anyway. I guess the point I'm making is, I think if they're going to develop any part of Twitter and invest a lot, you would think that that would be a perfect area to do so. I could imagine that Elon makes Dodge to his Twitter coin because he's so obsessed with Dodge coin. <laughs> but I don't know. That's just speculating. Yes, he did change the uh, the. Uh, um uh the icon and then made some announcement that uh, the uh, the ceo uh was 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 obviously uh, his his uh, his 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 doge uh, icon so uh, yeah i think i think maybe there is a there is a bit of an agenda a tongue in cheek one at that but uh, we, we all know that he moves markets and we saw during the bull market some frightening ups and downs based on a few words from mr musk i think it's also um more like how do I put it? He was the conduit for this time of the market, but there can be other conduits. What really made him powerful were, was that so many people were actively trading at all in crypto. So now if he posts something, the effect is not as huge because simply there are not as many participants, ergo not as many apes uh, reacting to every word he says. So I think we could have other conduits in the coming bull run for example i don't know that's a fictional example snoop dogg who is involved in crypto and really likes nfts um you know starts promoting nfts violently in all his interviews and he becomes this new central figure for crypto bringing on a heap of retail and new participants that we direly need um and then he would have maybe the same impact on the market just cause uh, the control over the participants and the amount of active participants that are that are concentrated on him is is the factor and Elon Musk is not necessarily um the same amount of uh, the same conduit right now yeah i think um you're talking about what's going to you know kick into the next bull run and kind of really you know press on and, and push it um push the crypto narrative forward is um you know i've been with this company now uh, launching tokens for nine months or more they've been around since 2016 launching tokens in the space so they've seen uh you know a couple of crypto winters 
on a couple of crypto springs and summers as well, those big bull runs. And um, the cycle is is the same each time. So um, during the height of the bull run, the top of the bull run, you start to see, obviously, utility tokens. And what we also then find out are, are shit coins being launched and promoted during those big bull runs. And then when the when the crypto winter sets in and the bear market's at its um at its height you've you start to see a huge drying up of these utility tokens and actually the the strong projects and security tokens especially come to the fore now clearly i wasn't around during those previous two crypto winters working for this company but this time around we've seen such a huge drive for security tokens um especially tokenized assets and fractionalized real estate so we're starting to see things like um commodities it could be some even things like um high value assets like uh like uh, vintage cars um being invested in um like i say fractionalized real estate investment funds um, real estate funds is a is a really really hot topic at the moment, and I think that 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 alongside things like gaming, which have always been I've been particularly um, confident in helping us drive into the next bull run, and clearly music, which is something that is really passionate I'm really passionate about as well. Um, which we're still seeing the tip of the iceberg on. We're still waiting for that real influx of major Web two legacy world artists to move into the music NFT space. Um, is I believe that we are on the cusp now of like the like the dam breaking and huge influx of money coming in through um, tokenized assets like like I say like real estate and investment funds. I think that's going to be the big driver for us. Um, so yeah, just my my two cents worth on on what I think will will drive us into the next pool run. Can you show me a cool protocol where I can buy fractionalized reward assets? Um. There's a couple that I've most of them are on, that we're working on at the moment are I'm under NDA for, but there's there's um, the one that the one that I really like. They're a UK based company that are working on that and their legacy world at the moment. They have investors that invest in really cool classic cars and and not just like I don't know like a 1960s Ferrari or whatever. They have like cars from my childhood, like Renault Five GT turbos that are in mint condition or um, like uh like Sierra Cosworth and things like that that they're um that they're currently um they have as like an investment club but they're now looking to fractionalize and we're getting through the the towards the business end of it now and figuring out how we structure this for them so they can um fractionalize a let's say a uh I don't know Renault 5 GT turbo or it could be an old M3 or an old M5 that's in mint condition and then um, opening up that to a pool of investors that are global, um, so there will be it will be a security token, but they can actually then use that token for uh, so they can vote on it. So, for example, here's a great use case for why for why um, tokenizing this type of asset works really well is a lot of the time they get approached by movie companies that come to them and say, actually, we want to use that particular vehicle in. Either a you know a movie for a particular few scenes, or it might be for a TV series that want to like pay the investment club some money to borrow that car. Previously, they the way that they had to vote whether they wanted to do that or not was very archaic, very old world. It took them a lot of time. It wasn't particularly transparent. But obviously, owning a token in your wallet and then being able to use that as a as a as a governance vote for for when that's proposed to the um, token holders makes it really simple and easy and very very quick. 
So as long as they set those terms in advance, like we've got a 33% quorum or we need X amount of turnout, then um, it's very, very simple to do that on chain. And plus, they can decide, let's say that asset appreciates by 10, 15, 20% in that, say, first year. They can then decide as a group transparently, again, on chain, whether they want to sell that asset and then redistribute those dividends, that profit back to the token holders um, is a really, really clever use case for doing it. And um, yeah, although I can't name it, it's um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure you could look around and probably find out who they are. <laughs> but there, um, there's a lot of these types of companies now that are looking to, to tokenize their assets and open up um, additional capital and liquidity to their projects. I think that's fascinating. I think it could be a viable replacement for the problem we face with stable coins and the possible regulatory pressure. So, for example, if there was a tokenized um, average cost for grain or a tokenized um, average cost for water, and this would be tradable on chain worldwide. This would be uh, would be pretty 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 useful just uh, to withstand beer times in this market without necessarily having to rely on crypto native markets to do so. Yeah, water and um, there's there's a couple of projects that I'm working with at the moment. One based in um, they've got a head office in Switzerland, but one that's I uh, need they, that name. <laughs> they also operate in the Netherlands too. Um, so they're 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 a business to operate around several different verticals. Everything from publishing, funny enough, gaming that we've talked that, that we've spoken about, but um, then also utilities. And one of their real focuses around water. Um, and part of what they're doing is exactly like you've you've spoken about, but then using profits um, like that's programmed in. So again, the beauty of having smart contracts is then is then taking a portion of that profit and attributing it to um, third world country projects, um, again, on chain that can be set up. So uh, almost like dividend payments, but to a charity fund, a charitable fund that um, as part of a water project set up, you know, whether it's water treatment, whether it's providing um, like uh, well digging, I think was one of their um, uh, one of their projects that they're working on. Um, but yeah, that's that's like a side project of of, of the water project. So there's that one, and then there's also one that's looking at tokenized energy based out of Romania. Um, so yeah, there's some there's some really cool use cases coming to the fore at the moment. I think that's a beautiful uh, example how we can uh, take crypto profits and uh, bring them into you know real helpful uh, situations because many. People that have, you know, huge numbers of capital in crypto, it's really hard to uh, donate them to a good purpose and be really sure that it arrives where it's supposed to be, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think that we've, we, we probably remember the it's Angel Alliance, Angel Protocol. I think Superterra might know a bit, a bit more about them than I do, but they were one that I first spotted doing you know like on-chain charitable donations i mean i know that they got slightly wrecked by anchor but that whole um situation of being able to provide clear and transparent on-chain provision to charitable um projects is just a, a fantastic use case and i think that i know that we've went as a lot of nft projects have, have looked at ways of being able to donate some whether that's portion of royalties or income towards the project towards charitable um opportunities i think is i think it's testament that you know we're 
the, the NFT scene over the last few years, we've, we've been part of this like test bed, this kind of trial and error, really pushing the boundaries of what's, what you can do with tokens, whether that's as a DAO, whether that's as, like we've just said, like charitable donations. Um, and now having you know, been at the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of this technology um, and trialing it out, and sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does work, but that's now being used. Our testing that we've put in place and the learnings that we've had over the last few years are now being used in much, much, much bigger projects, you know, multinationals, huge investment funds, legacy world financial instruments that are looking at using these, the same stuff that we've been playing around with for a few years, they're really putting into practice for for major projects and, um, you know, stuff that we, you know, that we were talking about a year, two years ago is really being put into action for for some really big, big projects at the moment. Yeah, just coming back on, on your point about Angel, um, Andre, uh, the thing that I, I I'm really impressed with in this space, and I often use this this uh, this phrasing, uh, we almost forget we're almost beta testers. We're very early phase adopters of, of new technologies, and a lot of this is a real paradigm shift in terms of what we're trying to achieve. And um, yeah, Angel, uh, great guys. Um, they they set up that as you say the concept of charitable donations um, as, as part of the um, blockchain community. I, I don't necessarily know that you're absolutely originators. They certainly were the first ones that I was aware of. There have, however, sadly been some um, projects that have, 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 have appeared that would appear on the surface to be charitable, but some turned out to be rugs. But Angel, I think, is the real deal. They've they survived you know, the, the various crashes and have continued and, and are now very much um, you know, multi-chain. And um, having spoken with Angel in their early days um, and ha- had them on some of my spaces back in back in those heady heights of the bull market, um, there was a real altruistic approach that really resonated with me, which was nicely kind of butting up against uh, some of the more negative elements in the space, i.e. Here's, here, here's a group that are genuinely wanting to yeah, shift shift perceptions positively because ultimately decentralization is both positive and a negative thing um if you if you take take the central controls away um you're trusting on, on the goodwill of people and the and and the and the better will of the, of the of the mass and i think we will ultimately get there i'm mean, saying a bit star trek utopian here but i hope you can understand where i'm coming from uh, but uh, yes i think i think um to some of the things that you're working on andre when you when you are able to talk about them Sound absolutely fascinating. It'd be great to, to get on a spaces to, to go through some of those as well, um, as, as 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 you're able to do so. <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah. As you know, we with a decentralized project, we um, you know, market conditions were just such a massive headwind for us that you know the whole the whole concept when we first came out with the idea of a fully tokenized festival that was owned by the fans and the artists and the speakers and everybody that was involved you know we we still believe in that we still believe that that is a that is a possibility i think maybe we were um you know we were we were sufferers of circumstance when the bull market came to an abrupt end the fact that we were predominantly in and around the Luna, Terra Luna and the Cosmos community we we took a we took a hit and then the real kind of the 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 biggest blow that we had was when the FTX collapse um happened and and the whole market just went into complete like complete dry up the all all of the funds all of the people that wanted to commit to getting the event off the ground just just dried up so you know Ian's still busy working on some stuff um we've got some we've got an amazing 
announcement that we're going to be coming out within the next few weeks, uh, which is a which is a completely new um, project that sits within the decentralized umbrella. But in the in the meantime, I've I've had to keep a roof over my head and um, yeah, took this took this job at upside and you know. For me, it's been a huge learning experience. I feel eternally grateful to the Upside team. Um, what they're doing is providing, you know, projects that come into the space the opportunity to to tap into a massive amount of experience and and somebody that can really focus on helping people launch tokens while they really focus on their own projects. So, I've learned probably more in the last six nine months than I have in the last six or nine years. Um, it's been a yeah, it's been a, sh- a short, sharp learning curve, but um, you know, as well as being able to still keep my eye in on what Ian and the rest of the decentralized team are doing, it, it means that I've managed to just about stay in Web three by hook or by crook, uh, by the skin of my teeth, um, without having to go back to the, the legacy world. So, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been one one hell of a weird ride. And as soon as as soon as I can start talking about some of these projects, um, we will do. But I mean, the, you know, upside of launch things like. Um, I'm trying to think projects that they've worked on. Zed Run, which is a, a, a gaming project. Chingari, which is an Indian social media project. But then kind of bigger ones that everyone will recognize will be ones like Dat Radar. They did their token launch. Seri Network did their token launch. And then um, Republic, the Republic Note token, um, which is uh, yeah, a, 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 a security token that was launched under four or five different um regs in the US uh, to accredited and unaccredited investors. So yeah, just a you know really, really you know impressive business to work for and just delighted that I've I've managed to to bag a job and they've they still see me as uh, someone worthy of working with them. So um yeah. Long long spiel there, but that's that's kind of what I've been up to and where I am now. That sounds brilliant. I think I think um yeah the the core central part point there is you, know, you go through the eye of the storm you had to absolutely make sure you know you, you're keeping the roof over your head but actually you've managed to apply yourself to a number of different really good growth projects well, what i liked actually was obviously i saw your tweet earlier where you had your extensive list of plans for this year uh, and i was intrigued by the new skill it sounds like perhaps you've, you can already tick the box there and that you've really had a, um, a kind of deep immersion in, into um yeah, a, a an organisation that's at the heart of uh, you know, generating token launches and everything else. So uh, maybe you can give yourself a tick after all, and not be too too harsh on yourself. <laughs> yeah, maybe may, maybe that's the case. Yeah, I think uh, I think I'm pretty much learning a new skill every day on that front. But um, that that was just a, an interesting one. I think very often we, I find myself setting myself targets at the start of the year and you know go start the year with best intentions but uh, you know very quick but a lot of people probably like myself find themselves falling back into old habits and um i'm failing to stay focused so i think this year i've you know i've written it on the on the whiteboard that sits you know sits next to my desk i did the same when i said that i would sell luna fifty dollars and sixty dollars and seventy dollars and a hundred dollars and never did it so this time i'm gonna bloody make sure i do it i tell you that super terror Oh, I don't want to think about how much I could have had, would have had. In fact, Oko and I spoke about this the other day. So the one the K Luna unbounding on uh, Net Two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've obviously it's good that um, you know there, there was a bit of a re- relaunch, but yes, when I look at the the pitiful levels I have left versus what it once was, it was uh, it was a dream. It didn't last for long, but it was a lovely dream. I was so secured, and now I'm literally writing applications to companies. While before that, I could just hide my own with trading. 
So, yeah, it's life, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. Uh, and I think, yeah, there's, there's no point in over stressing about what, what went and what happened. Um, but it was fun for a little while. It's a bit like those articles you see in newspapers. I was a millionaire for five minutes, but it, but it turned out they read the lottery numbers wrong. They were never a millionaire. But in our cases, I was I didn't have that myself, to be fair. But I certainly had enough to have bought a very nice, decent uh, car. But uh, alas, no. <laughs> it's crazy that we as people in crypto have like, uh, we have played chances that we can't even talk to about to 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 regular people because I I would feel weird just telling people you know oh yeah uh, I totally lost like five figures there oh yeah 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 six two yeah 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 that was like <laughs> two years after mm, yeah like, is. you can <laughs> you can't tell nobody that <laughs> yeah you're right actually because the trouble is you get a lot of people in the so-called normie world who will then sort of pour scorn on it and point out that uh, well you know you do play around in this wild west world uh, uh, and it, and um, yeah it's almost they're not quite ready for it it's uh, it's it's brutal but on the other hand you know it's also the wild west in the way like i think crypto is the only place in the world right now maybe except for ai now too where you can really make your dreams come true like the american dream if you can say it like that is real here in crypto but so is the possibility to fall, and it's just uh, just what it is. Um, but um, speaking of uh, of uh, like new skills, um, have you guys looked into ChatGPT? Are you up to date on the evolvements? Because I'm pretty pretty much in it, and I'm right now trying to figure out how to create an own model and feed it with own 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 data sets, and it's uh, it's mind blowing and it's pretty frightening as well. Um, I would love to say that I use it to its capacity, but um, I just basically, basically ask it stupid shit, Don, if I'm honest. Uh, that's 90% of what I do as well, but I, I just have the goal now to, uh, I dug deeper into it in the last few weeks, and I found out that if, if, it, if you take a bit of time, you can basically acquire a lot of skills uh, that would be impossible to acquire in that short of time before feel free to share <laughs> okay so guys there's this this thing that's called auto gpt and if you learn how to access github and if you learn how to set up your auto gpt which i'm i can't tell you how to do it because i'm currently learning it myself then you are able to create uh, prompts like for example you are now my assistant you are very smart and patient um, and um, tell me what you need to know to be my perfect assistant. And then um, this agent will, uh, will collect data from you, uh, which you have to, of course, uh, enter manually. And then this agent will create a sales team because it's an auto GPT that can talk to other chat GPTs and they will discuss among themselves certain things and only if they really need your input, you have to give it to them. And then you can connect this shit via IPAs with your mail account and stuff and they can answer mails for you. They can, uh, they can book tables in a restaurant for you. Pretty much uh, everything that is possible through digital confirmation. 
They can also code in every language, by the way, or nearly every language. That is that is way more impressive than the stuff I've been asking it to do. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dabbling as well, but not doing anything as nearly as complex as that. It's very good at refining words, documents, and and so on. Um, and initially, I was asking it very mundane questions and seeing how it responded in philosophical debates. Uh, to try and get a, a view of, of of whether it were whether it had the potential to go rogue, <laughs> uh, there's been quite a few studies already on that. But uh, it, it's very clever that the capabilities and and uh, yeah, okay, it'd be good to talk further on that. It could be a a space is all of all of its own. I don't I don't know enough to to fill that space on my own. So we maybe should invite some like a real pro then. But I guess we could just reach out to some people because they are really open to speak about this stuff. You know, they want to share their work and they want the people to recognize the the revolution that is happening there. And on a broader aspect, just for, you know, the people listening right now, I can really, really recommend the interviews Lex Friedman led with many of the leading heads in AI technology just in the last few weeks. Like he had the CEO of um, ChatGPT on there. He had uh, like one of the most gifted met- mathematicians of our world on there talking about it. Um, Elysier was also on there, which is like uh, the negative voice in the space saying we are all doomed and AI will kill our uh, all humans in 50 years. So like every um, <laughs> every aspect of the conversation is pretty much highlighted there. And um, yeah, I, I recommend it strongly. Excellent. Sorry, fumbling for the mute, unmute button there. Uh, yes, no, that's uh, that's really, uh, really powerful, I think. And um, when you think about where we are right now, and I did have an interesting discussion with someone outside of this, this kind of crypto sphere, as it were, about the kind of the Skynet fears that some people have with where um, artificial intelligence could go. Um, and also, I kind of allied that with some of the advances in robotics, where um, if you think of some of the robots from sort of 15 years ago, the Japanese robots that sort of clean your house and so on, and they're all done as prototypes to where you are now, where they can survey a landscape, work out how to basically get from point A to point B across a complicated series of blocks and 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 and, and, um, and, and everything else uh, and hazards. Uh, and the first thing my friend said to me when I was telling him all that, that he goes, oh, that's a good military application, isn't it? Oh my God! <laughs> um, it's not the not the angle I was going for, but it shows it shows the kind of the Skynet thinking that uh, possibly is out there. Yeah, there are also like uh, negative aspects to this tool, of course, because you could fork your ChatGPT and remove all the moral and ethical boundaries, and then you can ask it crazy shit, you know, like point out weaknesses in certain systems or stuff like that. So it, it, it has the potential, like every tool, to be dangerous. Fire has the potential to be dangerous. Atomic energy has the potential to be dangerous. That's my opinion. Like uh, I think every great achievement of humanity can be used wrong. <laughs> well, just like blockchain can, you know, you can use a permissionless, beautiful system that can be created to finally create a separation between money flow and state, you know, for good. Or you can use it to just uh, raise uh, funds and never do anything. Or, uh, it's just uh, more dependent on the human using the tool. 
But what I am worried about is that people like the CEO of ChatGPT or known professionals are saying things like, well, I don't know, we could become conscious in a few years. Well, I don't know, maybe if we are not careful enough, it will destroy us all. Where I'm thinking like, what? You know, <laughs> that, that's like normally the kind of uh, conspiracy theory talk. And now I see the CEO of ChatGPT saying this stuff. And that's, yeah, that's scary. Well, I guess there's an element of cautionary. Um, you don't want the, uh, um, the, the, the creation um, becoming something that the master kind of regrets. So I guess they're probably just covering that angle. Yeah, it could be that they are like overly provocative in their way of expressing it. But I think if uh, ChatGPT is able now to write me smart contracts for uh, an NFT exchange in two minutes, um, then I think ChatGPT in three years will definitely be capable to write me a software that is able to pinpoint weaknesses in security systems. So uh, I think there's a lot of dangerous potential in that tech. But on the other hand, you know, you could ask ChatGPT, I think, in five or 10 years, likely could psychoanalyze yourself and you could improve your character by a manifold because we have this absolute neutral, perfect, never wrong uh, psychoanalyst in front of you. Yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've, I've just put a tweet into the... I think I'll do it the right way around. I'm so shit at technology. But I've just, um, I did a thread on uh, digital consciousness, which is that combination of Web3 and AI um, kind of tech coming together. Um, uh, I did a really, really long post on LinkedIn about it, but I did like a shortened version that I've just tapped into there. But the, the you know, the, the whole, um, you know, that whole theory of, of robots and and uh, you know computers becoming conscious of their when you know their their their, their surroundings um and yeah yeah just basically becoming completely self-aware maybe it does sound a little bit you know far-fetched at the moment but the fact that you've got these thought leaders like you say that are saying you know that this may happen we're not too sure just goes to show um you know how pioneering some of this tech really is um, but also some of the use cases that, that I think are highlighted in there. I think there was there was one that particularly interests me, which is um, around like uh, uh, space exploration, for example, which is where you can send off big groups of computers or or, or bits of tech into space, and they can collaborate um, on on data gathering and learning while they're out there. And I think that there's some there's some really strong use cases for it. But then, like I say, on the flip side of that, you've then got the the whole you know, science fiction Terminator model where you've got a group of robots that, that come together, uh, computer systems that come together and try and bring down humanity. So um, whilst it's fun messing around with chat GPT, I think there's some bigger questions around what the capability of this tech could really bring. Yeah, I think robotics is still far away because if I look at the current robotics, it's not like in the movies, you know, these... Uh... There, it seems to be way harder to have brain functions to be able to maneuver a physical body for an AI than it seems to be to talk. Um, so I think uh, I think 
uh, we will see that AIs are just vastly different from us, no matter if they become conscious or just intelligent, like, for example, an ant is intelligent. You know, it's intelligent. Maybe it does not know that it's an ant, but it's intelligent. And so I think the question is, what will this intelligence do in a virtual world, because this is the, the near future. I think in, in five or six years, if you are able to book a table in a restaurant by just entering the wish into the chat GPT interface and it does everything for you, then it is not far-fetched at all that you can tell chat GPT to, for example, create a phishing website that just looks like, I don't know, OpenSea. You know, and so I think uh, we will we will see how many people are assholes, I guess, because, um, you know, the um, it is way easier now. You don't have to learn six years of coding anymore um, to do that stuff, to do a lot, really. I mean, ChatGPT can pretty much teach you near every field of science in an accessible and decent manner. Yeah, it's a real learning accelerator, isn't it? I guess there's a danger as well that some people will lean on it far too much. Uh, and I know there's there's this worry in different circles, and I see almost every day those. I know what your views are, but you know some of those Twitter chains where they're a so-called influencer, and they've got about twenty-six reasons why you need to read this or some nonsense, and then at the end of it, they're trying to sell you a timeshare or something. But the point is, on some of those. Um, they will say, oh, the way that uh, chat GPT is going to take over and mean that you don't need lawyers anymore. Probably will, actually, because uh, there's a lot of human subjectivity involved in, in some of these worlds. Uh, and, and I've seen other ones as well for other different disciplines. Where I think it is interesting, though, sorry, I, I actually diverted myself there, is that I think you'll get individuals who will perhaps lean on it very heavily to support them in their studies and other things, which is absolutely fine. But then it could backfire when you have to sort of apply your own critical thought and reasoning. Um, it's always important to kind of think about those two things as, as, as related but separate um, kind of disciplines. But we, we will see. I don't know. It's early days. So Sorry, Andre, go on. No, no, I was going to, it's really interesting that you talk about that because it's something that um, – on on two two points, the so my daughters are just uh, going through her GCSE years, and and the number of times that I tell her that you know when I was when I was studying that you know the internet was in its infancy really you know you, you could yes you could find out some information but really if you wanted to, to find out about a particular topic now I'm really showing my age you used to have to get on a bus and go to the library and get some books out on a particular topic um, it wasn't just that the you know, the drop of a hat at your fingertips on your phone or on a computer or a tablet, you could just go and find out that information. It was a very thought out process. And if the library didn't have that book in, then tough shit. You just didn't get to to get to study that particular topic in great depth. So you'd either have to order a book, whatever, whatever. whatever. My point was to her was you don't know how lucky you've got it being have, having all this this information at your fingertips, easily accessible, on demand, completely free pretty much. And I said, you know, with the advent of AI, you know, we've we've kind of a lot of us in this space have seen it coming for a number of months. And I've been telling friends and family around, you know, around this for about six months, nine months, something like that. This is just around the corner, and now that you know, it's blowing their, you know, blowing their minds. But I said to my daughter, just imagine in twenty years' time when you've, you know, potentially got your own kids, and you're and you're telling them as they're going through their exams. Back in my day, you could only get all these answers from Wikipedia or from these websites. You could only use Google. 
Whereas you've got AI now to be able to do that for you. It's just an incredible, you know, within two generations, um, you're going to see such a massive, massive shift in the way that the education system works and the way that learning happens. And that's all down to the, you know, the technological advancements that we've seen within our lifetime. So, um, you know, I think AI is going to, going to, you know, really revolutionize the way it's already revolutionized the way that I learn about things, the way that I study about things. You know, I ask it to tell me, you know, what are the best five resources to learn about security tokens, for example, and it lists them out for you and tells you what order you should read them in or what particular chapters are good for you. It's just an incredible, incredible tool. But then on the flip side of that is how do you stop plagiarism with AI? Because you can get you know, as we know, ChatGPT to write in a particular tone of voice, you can get it to rewrite stuff. And, you know, self-editing of that, you know, you can tell when something's being written by AI most of the time, just just by reading through a LinkedIn post or a Twitter thread or whatever else. But if people then go and edit themselves and add their own little twist on it, it becomes very, very difficult to 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 tell whether that's been written by a particular person, whether that's been written by AI. And I think that's going to be a real challenge for universities, exam boards, et cetera. I would argue like that maybe it's by then not rude as plagiarism because it's just the usement of the tool that is available to humans then. So maybe the standard of quality for these exams will just rise to a level where uh, human judgment and idea finding and creative work is needed more than logical thinking and combination of knowledge so that you can kind of, you know, go around that problem. But on the other hand, it passed the exam, you know, it passed nearly all exams by now. And I'm not talking about the chat GPT we talked to, but about the unbound version, you know, the thing that the company is playing around with behind the doors, you know. And this this thing is passing exams, and it if it can interpret a text. So if if you write a text and you say, yeah, what do you think this text represents? It will interpret it, and of course, it interprets on the base of knowledge it is given and not knowledge it has created. But there we really get philosophical, because in the end, you know, where would the human be if it is not surrounded by society? You know. Would a human learn to talk if it's all alone in a white room? Certainly not. Uh, so it, it kind of, uh, yeah, it becomes philosophical at that point. What is judgment and what is reasoning? I love the tangents, by the way. We, whenever we do these spaces, we, we never quite know what we're going to talk about. We always find lots to uh, lots to do so. Um, I, I think um, this application of uh, AI and I think Andre made a very good point there about you know, the risk of plagiarism and, and, and so on. And my concern is about people's ability to have critical reasoning and thought themselves, which I think is hugely important. Uh, but it is a massive enabler. And I think it, when I think back to when I was um, studying many, many years ago, um, the internet, show my age, but here, the internet just didn't exist as a thing. It just wasn't there. Um, you, you had to, and I think Andre, you touched on it, you had to go to a library to get out books. And if the subject that you were looking to study, the book wasn't available, um, or you had to spend quite a lot of money on a very um, uh, obscure low print um, run of a book and get it delivered. So sort of sometimes a week to 10 days later in order to do the said um, uh, critical reading for your course. Um, 
all of those things are, are, are kind of, you know, they were of the era that, that um, you know, some of us were learning in. But I think it's great that things have moved on massively and, and that now we have these resources available. It's just that concern about how they're managed. So that, to be honest, I'm thinking about the human first angle of making sure that um, people are able to kind of develop those important processes as well as having the fantastic support, the resources available as well. So, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating balance. I just hope the military angle is not the one that, uh, that drives it, as per my comments slightly earlier on. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think that it's like any, as Don pointed out as well, it's about that balance between harnessing this new tech in the right way um, as, a, as a human race. And you're always going to get bad actors and people that... That do that do things that they shouldn't do, but um, you know, I think that 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 critical thinking piece is important. You know, we've seen the advent of social media and Web two point five tech coming through, and um, you know, I've got a teenage daughter that if she isn't doing her homework at the moment, she's probably glued to social media, and that and and having that ability to, you know understand how to self-manage technology and appreciate what is a positive impact on 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 her and what is a negative impact on her is, is very important and with something like ai which we are you know at the you know the tip of the iceberg with at the moment as a society you know it's been there for a for a long time in the background but it's, it's for her to then be able to understand what uh you know what is good and what is bad go, go on don um, yeah, just combinating the two things you and Superterra said. Um, so I think we can definitely see that the technology of the smartphone already changed all of our behavior. You know, we weren't looking at a small screen half our day <laughs> 20 years before. <laughs> so that already changed a lot. And Superterra's worries about, you know, people losing the ability to judge for themselves because they even let, you know, reasoning tasks and interpreting tasks be done by AI is I think very valid because there are some studies that like uh, recognition of um, emotions in faces and in tonal uh, behavior of the voice is already harder for people that uh, spend a lot of time uh, in front of a screen or chatting so yeah it totally makes sense it's something that we we should think about and how to to counter that yeah and I wonder if that's probably a good point for us to uh, think about getting away from screens and away from uh, socials for a little while. Um, I'm personally ha very happy to wrap it up in the next few minutes. And uh, I'm going to try and get out, uh, touch some grass uh, and uh, stretch my back out a bit. It is, it is, uh, <laughs> um, it's a trouble, trouble with a bad back if anyone's ever had one. Um, the worst thing you can actually do is sit, but it's what your body tells you to do. You kind of need to push through that and try and get out and move. So <laughs> that's that's my uh, that's my next thinking. I'm not suggesting that's why we're wrapping up. I just thought I just felt we were coming to quite a nice neat point where we could bring things to a close. Also, really, really excited about some of those developments you talked about, um, Andre, in terms of the projects you're involved in. Great to hear more as as and when you can share. And obviously, I'm very excited about decentralized as well and the, and the uh, the festival that's coming up um uh in in the future and lots of you know, events building up to that as well and obviously oco lots of exciting things happening both with the undying and also the the world of Boki as well which is obviously super super exciting and developing fast so yeah lots to be quite you know optimistic about in the world i would suggest so uh, there you go that's 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 my kind of i'm almost closing thoughts yeah i just want to say a really really big thank you again super terrible for putting on these spaces i really appreciate it and i know that 
I probably dropped in a few minutes late into the start of it, but um, as always, an absolute pleasure spending time with you and um, especially Don with his, his really thought-provoking insight as well. So, yeah, massive thanks and uh, look forward to the next one. Yeah, as always, thanks uh, for having me and maybe to pick up on the hopeful aspect of uh, Terra's last words, even if I maybe sound like a doomer sometimes, um, I love humanity. I strongly believe in humanity and its potential to reach a way higher point of civilization than we see so far. And um, I'm just in it for the right and just trying to be realistic about it. So take care, you all, and speak to you soon. Absolutely. I think I, I echo both of your thoughts there. And I think ultimately we all we're here because we care. Uh, and we're here because we want to see a better future for, for ourselves and those yet to come. So I think that's quite a, prof a profound one today. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been the, my first spaces for a, a little while. I've had a sort of a week and a half where I've, I've not been quite in the position to do them. But uh, really looking forward to many more to come. And as, as I always like to round off and wish everyone a happy rest of their day, evening, uh, nights, depending where they are in the world. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. Th thanks. Uh, thanks for a really uh, thought-provoking -prov and interesting Sunday discussion. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Super Terra, crypto and NFT news with Don Ocko and guests. Recorded on Sunday, April 16th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support now. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide. Checking out the scene. Razor beam focused. Starscream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next b -b 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 No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the Birds view. Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop, ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth, slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement, could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a b -b -b billion. Vision in the middle, men listen to the fiddle.
little man play a little ditty then talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian lost in the maze trying to make the next b-b-b-billion Spaces.